In this episode of Tech Transformation, we're digging into social commerce with the disruptive hair care brand K18. We're talking with their co-founder and CEO about how they're making the most of TikTok and Facebook and planning for the metaverse. We're also digging into the value of using consumer insights and product development and sharing them with your retail partners. Stay tuned for that and more on this episode of Tech Transformation. Welcome to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News, where we explore the innovative tech strategies and trends in retail and consumer goods. I'm Lisa Johnson, the Editor-in-Chief of CGT. In this episode, I'm talking with Suveen Sahib, the co-founder and CEO of K18, a hair care brand that's disrupting the industry through biotechnology and really innovative marketing. Now, Suveen's here to tell us about the brand and how they're using technology in nearly every aspect of their strategy. So, Suveen, welcome. Hi, Lisa. Good morning, and uh, thank you for having me here with you. Very excited. It's great to have you here. Uh, get us started. Tell us just a little bit. Tell us about your background. Tell us about K18. And uh, for some of our listeners, tell us about biotechnology. Uh, Lisa, my background has been the tech space. I was working uh, in building SaaS platforms for more than 10 years. My last startup happened to be something similar to Zoom, much before Zoom happened in 2012. And uh, my foray into hair care was a result of my co-founder and, 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 and business partner, uh, Britta Cox, the founder of Arquis. She created a hair towel which we transformed the lives of many across the world uh, in simplifying the hair routine. And a key part of the conversation has always been about how much of a hair struggle hair is for everyone across the globe, especially if you happen to love expressing your hair. The amount of time, effort, and money that you put into loving your hair can be overwhelming. And the genesis of this is not just in our habits, but in an industry that's that has its roots in cosmetic chemistry and for generations has served one purpose, which is about masking damage. And that's something very, very similar to how the skincare was in the 90s. And that's where we realized that this needed to change. When hair expression is driving hair, a key part of when you kind of look at hair, it's one of the most sophisticated biological composites. And you cannot solve that by simply putting products on hair. So that's when I kind of took a deep dive into biotechnology, worked with some of the top bioengineering scientists who were working on products like glycoproteins and uh, lipolic proteins, which is what a part of the hair is. And we started coding the entire genetic expression that's expressed by the human genome for keratin. And K18 is an outcome of that worked forward about 10 years in this space to kind of come up with K18. Now, you're, a lot of your uh, users, you're, you're in the pro market, right? But you're now, now you've also entered the retail market. So how do you communicate the benefits to, to um, consumers versus, you know, when you're communicating them with, with your pro users? I mean, the benefits are ultimately for the entire community. Think about stylists they are looking to enhance their artistry and they want to kind of uh, do it with less frustration and less time. Same is the case with, with, uh, with the community who also happen to be their customers. Everyone is overwhelmed with the number of products that we kind of use in the hair care industry. 
the amount of time we use and we have we use to love our hair. And this is where creatine kind of comes in. When we kind of think about parallels, I'd compare the role of creatine very similar to what Tesla or Apple did in the in their respective industries. They were not technologies that just disintermediated the industries, but they fundamentally re-architected the way we engage, whether it comes to our mobility or whether it comes to our the way we communicate and engage with our with our communities. And in both the platforms, the common factor or denominator was simplicity. Tesla and Apple simplified routines, simplified the user experience. And that's what we kind of are looking to do with K18. This is the role of biotech is allowing K18 to simplify this experience and across all hair types, whether it's a stylist or whether the consumer. How many products can you kind of think about that you can just simply wash your hair, dry it, and just put a bit of K18 and you can you can you are out and ready to go. How many products in a salon can you think about where a stylist can actually use this product in every chemical hair service on every hair type and in a spontaneous manner where the product works just in four minutes and leaves and every customer out there leaves with a sense of delight. That's where K18 plays a role in simplifying and delighting communities across the globe. Now, I know that you uh, use consumer insights within your product development. Can you talk a little bit about that process and you know which stage you're using them in? We are using uh, consumer insights into, at every stage. We have a continuous feedback loop, especially with our stylist community. That's our North Stars. They know your hair better than anyone else. And they understand how hair works. So we engage them right at an alpha product development in defining base opportunities, in understanding use occasions, and also in our communication strategy. A case in point happens to be, let's talk about heat protection. As a scientist, when someone is talking about heat protection, it means how do we save the fiber integrity from, from, from heat styling tools. For a stylist, what matters more is about saving your color more than saving your hair. And that's what we kind of learned from the, from the stylists. Similarly, when it comes to building feedback loops with our customers, we, a lot of our customers came, came to us with a feedback about our detox shampoo at least addressing some of the psoriasis concerns. And from there, we kind of are now kind of looking to kind of build out what exactly is are we doing differently and how could we kind of further that, that concern of theirs. We also been working on understanding the microbiome habitat of our customers and, and its interdependencies with them, with their habits, the products that they use, the environment. And that's something that we kind of believe will help us kind of build up more interactions and dialogues between our, our, our customers' health and the hair and scalp environment. We also facilitating interactions and dialogues between stylists and the medical communities so that we can kind of continue to build up more insights. I was going to ask, do you share these learnings with your retail partners? We're sharing many of these insights, both with our retail partners and also with our stylists. To say that social commerce is a key part of your strategy would kind of be the understatement of the year. Uh, last count on TikTok, 
on TikTok, the uh, hashtag K18 flipped had over 11 billion views. And I, I read that you recently said uh, there's been over half a million user generated content assets developed uh, within less than two years. So two, two part question on this. Uh, one, why is this working? Why do you think this works so well for K18? And two, can you talk a little bit about how you discovered this would, would work so well? Lisa, first of all, uh, we were lucky to have a for the first time, a universal product in hair care. Hair care has always been very, very segregated. It's about conversations that this works on Caucasian hair, this works on curly coily hair, this works on Asian hair, which beyond, I mean, beyond the styling aspect is bullshit because fundamentally all hair is the same at a molecular level and it gets damaged in the same way. So in Katie, you for the first time, you actually had a universal product that literally worked across all hair types and services. And that kind of gave us the confidence to really kind of go big on social media. And within social media, TikTok was in its infancy during the, during the pandemic. And this is where we realized that we could find the most optimal way of reaching stylists, science influencers, and beauty experts who are vouting, watching for a product on our mission. And in TikTok, we saw the beauty platform of the future with its ability to both educate and entertain. It's a, it's a platform that sparks joy and participatory concern, content. And this is where you find shelf-clearing content. So that's why we decided to invest early on into TikTok. And there was a latent desire for hair content. And that's what we kind of really kind of jumped on to fuel it. So we started testing and iterating it for several months before launching our first campaign. And that was with the launch of K18 at Sephora, which is the hair flip campaign. And the, the, the program really kind of a gathered strong traction. And within about three months, we had close to about 11 billion views, which is the largest for any prestige hair care brand anywhere in the world. And all of this kind of a, when we kind of a, all of this, is a result of the fact that we had a universal product. We had a brand that really identified itself with its audience, its, its authenticity, and its 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 focus on educa ed education and entertainment together, not just entertainment, is where our community saw a very, very strong fit. And that has literally been the growth driver. And along with that, it's the stylists, who have been creating immense amount of content, as do the fans who have been kind of creating a lot of before and after content with K18 that's driven its propagation across the world. Can you talk a little bit about how your strategies differ for other platforms beyond just TikTok? As regards Facebook, we are a, we are a strong believer in it for stylist pro education and uh, and supporting it. Even even after all these years, we don't find we don't see a platform which has the ability to share co content when it comes to learning content as Facebook. Instagram is more about sharing before and afters, and there is a more traditional way of kind of managing. But our our biggest strategy is on TikTok and Facebook out there. Are you looking at any other platforms beyond this? Any newer ones coming down? I mean, we've been looking at we've been looking at B Rail and others, but mm -hmm. uh, it's still a lot of ex I mean experiments, and uh, also looking at Metaverse. But fundamentally, I believe that the more visible strategies that brands have kind of deployed around for Metaverse 
it's kind of a herd mentality without realizing actually if there's a brand fit. And I was just that's gonna where, ask, do you have yes. are you planning for the metaverse? In a in a more limited fashion, where I see value in metaverse is how do we kind of build high quality immersive content and experiences that can transform the way we learn and increase access to the learning for the stylists and for the community. We already been using AR in explaining hair, which is one of the most sophisticated biological composites. So we already kind of are doing it with that. We're using AR to explain the inner working of the hair to stylists and the consumers, because I believe that when you understand hair as a stylist or a consumer, can you truly care about it? We're also building up metaverse properties to supplement more immersive hair-specific stylist personas and our ability to scale stylist education across the globe. Can you talk a little bit about stylist education in the metaverse? So just maybe what that might, what that could look like. It's more about creating different, we already have a lot of KOLs across the world talking about K-18. It's about creating their personas inside the salon and working with, with, with K-18 in different kinds of services to, so that we can drive a lot of self-help, self-learning tutorials for, for other stylists and for the, and for their consumers out there. That's where we kind of see a bigger value for, for K-18 and the, and the metaverse. Okay. So we love to talk about successes, right? Within not, not just here on tech transformation, but within the industry, I love to tout the ways that we've won. Um, but what about failures? So, you know, when it comes testing and learning is crucial uh, in this industry, I don't think anyone would deny that, but not everyone always wants to talk about some of the learnings. So could you talk about a failure that you've had and what you learned from it? Lisa, that's a great question. This was in 2008-2009, and uh, I was working in the tech industry, dealing with economic crisis. And like everyone around, I I was in a state of panic. And driven by that panic and fear, I was kind of looking to everyone else and matching my actions to what those around me were doing all the time, which definitely did not prove to be the most optimal way of keeping the business afloat. One of the things I kind of really kind of learned through all that was you know, I need to kind of stop reacting and instead learn how to respond. My business kind of literally kind of shut down. And uh, when it came to the pandemic, it was a, this was literally 10 years later. It was a very, very similar situation. But the difference now was that I was actually kind of treating the crisis as an opportunity. And as I said, how do you respond to an opportunity rather than react to an opportunity? I learned that if you can focus on what the outcome will be as to as opposed to emphasizing specific task or goal to get there, then you will win. When the, when the, when the virus hit, we decided fundamentally that we would not fear the crisis. We ended up changing the entire business at a much faster pace in those three weeks than we did in three years. Uh, coined the term, uh, shine, survive, and thrive. I believe that if you can, every crisis is an opportunity for you to shine. If you shine through the crisis, there's an op, there's a higher probability of you surviving through the crisis. And if you can survive through the crisis, you can thrive and create a create a fab path for you to kind of build up. And that, to me, was a was a was a big learning and uh, something that I kind of really value in my life. So I guess on that note, then, what do you see as the future of, of beauty and hair care technology? 
the possibilities are most exciting. Think about biotechnology is about future-proofing beauty. It's already played a key role in pharma, in, in fashion. And the beauty industry up to this point has been short on optimizing design and functionality. When it comes to those concepts, nature is the ultimate engineer. So it's an excitement of learning how to harness the design and functionality from nature and optimize it for our lives. This is not about saving lives. This is more about how do we kind of help everyone give a more superior hair experience with less frustration and in less time. And if you kind of think about at a macro level, our communities and consumers, whether they're stylists or, or, or an everyday consumer, they do not want to trade off between efficacy and sustainability. They seek both science-driven and consciously created formulas. And it's here that biotech and, and KT in biotech and future-proof beauty around three core pillars. One is purity. It offers unmatched purity of ingredients. Number two, efficacy. The effectiveness of a pure ingredient is increased. You can have better formulations and with biotechnology, you can build more novel molecules than you could ever do in cosmetic chemistry. And number three, sustainability. It takes fundamentally plants and animals out of the equation. Think about uh, when you're talking about a rose oil, a five milliliter of rose oil requires you to distill about 250,000 petals. That's about 8,000 plants. Think about the amount of time, irrigation, and variability that goes into cultivating those 8,000 plants. And then 99% of that, those plants are wasted. That is not sustainability. And that's where how K18 can kind of play a key role in driving the core pillars of biotech is where we kind of see the opportunity. That means look at color. For example, I mean, color has always been turned by dye molecules. Is there a way we can render permanent hair color without destroying the hair and, 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 and the use of harsh chemistry? Similarly, every hair expression out there involves three aggressors. It's, it's a lot of harsh chemistry. It's a lot of mechanical stress, pulling and brushing the hair. And it's a lot of heat stress through the heat tools. If through biotechnology, we can mitigate these stresses. We can actually improve the integrity of the hair while liberating your hair, your hair, hair routine, and your hair expression. Those are some of the things that we kind of focused on when it comes to hair. And uh, beyond that, our biology does not differ between hair, skin, and scalp. And that's where the opportunity for, for biotech platforms to be able to solve the bigger problems across hair, skin, and scalp kind of lie ahead of us. So I, I have one final question. I'm not sure if you have anything to add, but what can you tell us about what's next for K18? Anything you can share for 2023 and beyond? We are uh, working on uh, on, a, on a very interesting molecular repair product that would supplement our current hair products, which is the hair mask and the uh, insulin hair repair mist. Along with that, we are also working on another product that would that's already in its in its in a in a soft launch stage which is about improving the hair the clean hair base as you know we launched our detox shampoo and a daily shampoo our daily shampoo happens to be one of the first mainstream shampoos that's microbiome certified 
and a detox removes a six substantial number of metals from the hair, all of which contribute to to a better hair hair color and a better hair health. And that's where we were working on another product, which would be insulin, which would actually be able to remove a substantial number of minerals and metals inside the hair that really kind of a disrupt hair color and hair health and be able to do this in a very, very simple and speedy way. So very excited about kind of launching these two products. Okay. Well, thank you for the preview. Uh, and, you know, thank you. I want to thank you so much for coming on Tech Transformation and sharing your vision and your plans for K-18. Thank you, Lisa, for having me and I really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for listening to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News. Be sure to subscribe to learn more innovative strategies and trends in the retail and consumer goods industries. And don't forget to visit rasnews.com and consumergoods.com to sign up for our newsletters.